I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katkowski. Thank you for tuning in again this week for another edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, taking some of your precious and valuable time and spending it with me. This is the space where we talk all about creating amazing and innovative client experiences because there are two things that I always want you to keep in mind. The goal is how do we provide more customer value and how do we enhance transformation for the people that we serve every single day? And that is what we focus on on this show because a client experience is not just a transaction. We want it to be where real change actually occurs. My guest this week is Anita Navarre. She is coming to us all the way from Australia, the land down under, um, and she is a celebrity artist who focuses in erotic art. Is that right? That is absolutely right, Allison. I'm excited to talk to you about how you do your client experiences. So thank you for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. So introduce yourself, please. I know we talked a little bit online, you know, offline before we got on, but Tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, how you got into art, why it's, why you think it's just so critical for helping people really get in touch with who they are. Yeah, well, look, art is, is something that is, it really brings out the beauty in the world around us and in people. And everybody sees something different in art. And that's what I love about it. It's unique to the viewer. Yep. How I became a celebrity artist and my mission through my art is to empower people to just be boldly fierce in their expression and be proud of who they are. And how that came about for me is that I grew up in a world in a doomsday cult, which was the opposite to my world now, this beauty and color. And I grew up in a lot of fear and shame and guilt. I was very repressed. I didn't get to discover who I who I really was. I wore a lot of masks and yeah. I used to hide myself. So in this cold, I was there till I was in my mid-20s. I By that time, I'd had a couple of babies. I was in a domestic violence relationship. And I just knew that there was more to this life than what I was experiencing. And I was sick of living repressed. So I ran away. And when I ran away and came into this new world on the outside, which I know now, I became an artist. And it was a beautiful way of being able to express myself to get rid of the mask and to find out who I really was. So it initially was my therapy, but what it became was this beautiful thing that empowered other people too. So going from a dark place to a colorful yeah. place, a, a repressed place to fully express. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just, I, the journey is amazing. I love it. And I love it how it inspires, empowers people and the art really speaks to them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk a little bit about what do you think for the person listening who maybe isn't as familiar with art or maybe hasn't really spent much time thinking about the style of art that really speaks to them? How do you define what that is? 
Good question. I've had people look, some people love art, some people don't. And there's art in everything. I mean, there's art in nature. There's not just art on the wall, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I go out into the garden and I look at the garden and that's a work of art. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's beautiful. Like art is all around us. So I think you don't have to be an art lover to actually appreciate a painting on the wall. But when it does speak to you, it's usually the essence of the art. So for, for myself, like I'll look at other pieces of art on the wall and it think that, oh, look, that's lovely, but it doesn't speak to me. Whereas mine being a erotic art, it has a message. So it's it's going to speak to the viewer in a unique way. And it could be somebody that's already fully expressed and just sees that painting and goes, oh, wow, I love that. This It, it feels like it embodies who I am. Or it might be a person that is wanting, that is hiding and wants to be more expressed and that piece speaks to them because it empowers them and who they want to be. So I don't actually think it's honestly the artwork itself, like the canvas itself. It's the message that's in that piece. Oh, I love that. I love that. I don't think I've ever heard anybody describe it quite like that. So I think that's really like powerful when you think about that there's art in everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I've walked out into my garden yesterday and all my sunflowers have started to bloom and it's just a work of art out there. It's beautiful. So you start to see art in everything around you, which is really awesome. Yeah. Well, when you see the colors, you know, against like a blue sky or a gray sky or whatever else, and you see these bright, vibrant colors, or maybe it's just black and white. I think there's art Mm. and beauty in that too. Yeah, absolutely. So a sunset, that's a work of art. You walk outside yeah. and look at the beautiful sunset. It's yeah. just, you, I think when you tap into appreciation and being grateful for what's around you, you see, you do see art in everything. When it comes to erotic art, of course, it's going to appeal to a specific viewer, but it's, that's what gets them in is they start to appreciate the message or the essence behind it. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we take that a little bit further and let's talk a little bit about how, in your opinion, since this is your area of expertise, how do, how do people actually express themselves through art? Is there like a simple way that you can explain that? Expressing yourself through art. When it comes to, I find with a private commission, for instance, somebody wants to, uh, show who they really are. So, for instance, somebody will come to me, they'll see a picture in a magazine and the person will be expressing themselves very sensually or very boldly. Uh-huh. They want to be like that. I want to express myself like that. So uh-huh. I can create a piece that is of them in the way that they want to see themselves or the way that they want to express themselves. So it could be that it's specific to the person and who they are or who they want to be. It could just be that the piece of art, if it's not them, uh, they they want to put it in their house and it represents because we create our spaces that we live in and work in yeah. to feel right for us. So it might just be a piece that fits that space and they just go, look, it completes it, it brings it to life and I feel some sort of energetic connection with what it does for the room. So. Well, because I feel like any time, whether it's through art or something else, that people feel a freedom to express themselves, 
they're really releasing baggage that no longer serves them. And they're able to really yes. step into more, more essence of who they really are. Because when you're not being held back by something and you get rid of that, almost like I'm in the health and fitness industry, so I can think of weight loss as a perfect example, right? So you kind of shed that weight that's holding you back. You're able to really like expand yourself more into this new identity. And that's really what I'm hearing you say. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we surround ourselves with things or we become, you know, we work on who we're becoming, it just, there's that freedom and that beauty inside yeah. you know, what we're doing. So, mm. yeah. so one more question. So why do you think, I'm thinking of the person listening who maybe is a little skeptical of this. So, you know, what do you say to somebody who says, oh, well, I'm just not very artsy. It's just not my thing. What do you say to that person? <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> all the time. I'm not creative. I can only draw a stick figure. <laughs> and so if you think about what we just finished talking about, we're talking about the fact that you're what you're really encouraging people to do is be more free and open with who they are. And so yeah. the person out there who says, well, I'm just not very creative or whatever, what do you say to that? I say, let me watch you go. And I help them tap into that creativity because those okay. blockages, yeah, those blockages. And I laugh when I hear that statement. I'm not I creative. You I can't it. Let me show you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so an example that comes to mind is I held a really beautiful paint and sip retreat and the people that were coming were, they were scared to come initially. They told me, I'm really scared. I can't paint. I can't create. I'm hopeless. I can't draw a stick figure. And every single one of those people walked away with a painting that lit them up so much. They couldn't believe they were so proud that they'd created it. And the whole experience lit them up where they were able to just fully express themselves freely without fear. And they walked away with a piece of art they didn't even know that they could do. And it was all about working with that person to show them you are a creative being. You are anything is possible. You have infinite potential in you to be, do, create or have anything. And so when you can actually open somebody up to that, especially through art, and they pick up a paintbrush, which they've never done before, and create something beautiful, it shows them possibilities on what they can do to create anything else in their life. So this experience, this paint and sip experience that I did was such an eye-opener for everybody. And even for me, like I knew that was possible, and I was looking at their limiting beliefs and limitations, but and I knew it was possible. But then I saw so much. I learned a lot out of that as well, seeing people come out of their shells. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't. I that that statement. I can't paint. I can't create. That's yeah. That's one that makes me laugh. Me. Everybody can do it. Um, <laughs> I, best I can do is a stick figure, like you said. Yeah. I just. I mean, I'm sure you you hear that. You've heard it so many times. It's probably like, oh, okay, there we go again. Right. Let me tell you what I think of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and it's good to have fun with it too. You know, life's not all serious. Like when you're creative, you can go crazy. You can do anything. It's just have fun with it. Let your hair down, be free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. So let's talk a little bit about 
your offers and how you how you actually structure an experience because we kind of talked a little bit about your philosophy of art, what you believe to be true and and I love that because I feel like every time I talk to an artist, I get a little different bird's eye view, which is kind of what I expect, right? So let's talk a little bit about how you how you actually set up an experience because it's more than just helping people develop a piece or paint something or whatever. You're really helping them connect to much more of who they are on the inside. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So it's really tapping into their their essence. And the same as the experience with me in my earlier years where I was wearing masks and I didn't know who I was. And, you know, it, it really helps people just dig deep and be fearless in expressing themselves and finding who they are. So whether that's through an experience where, they want to come in with me and create something together so that I can help them find what's it to dig deep inside. Um, or it could be just an experience where they want me, they're already fully expressed, but they want something to celebrate themselves. So it could be that I create a commission exclusive to them. It could be that I do a retreat with them where we do paint and we do create together and I help them find that that expression or find their essence uh so it could be through a treat it could just be through um an individual like i say commission or working experience yeah so really what i'm hearing you say then is is that there's a lot of personalization and customization that goes into you creating this experience because what i what i'm real what i'm what i'm what's really coming through for me is that you want this not just to be a one-on-one type thing because, I mean, it might be most of the time, but you want it to be a real experience for them. Yes. So it's not just getting that piece of art because, I mean, as beautiful as that is, I want that experience to stay with them forever. I want that to be something that on the inside just really touches their heart and they'll remember it forever. So it, it it's lovely to paint a commission of somebody and for them to have it on the wall. But what's behind all of that? What's the experience yeah. behind that? And so whether it's a retreat or whether it's just working one-on-one with somebody to create a piece, whether it's somebody coming to an exhibition and buying a piece of art that resonates with them, what is at every touch point, what is that experience that, that gives that person something extraordinary? Yeah, no, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you kind of leave it wide open, right? You kind of like mm-hmm. want, want it to- you want them to de- derive the meaning that they want from it, right? And you're just kind of the vehicle yeah. to help them kind of get it done, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to say it. I'm the vehicle. So, yeah. and well, not like a car, with, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, You know, I love that. And so like with the retreats, and these are usually application by application, I only do so many a year. Uh, this is to take the person out of their normal space and into a space together, where a, a space of self-discovery. So again, they walk away. Every retreat is tailored exclusive to that person. Uh, so no retreat is one and the same. So it's something they will have for a lifetime as, yeah. as well as their art. Mm. No, no, I love that um, because it's something they'll always remember, right? 
And so I've created a brand new Visionary Retreat Leaders Checklist. This is pure gold, folks. This is all stuff that I have learned through my own planning processes over the last 10 years that I've been delivering retreats. So if you want to get your hands on a copy, it's absolutely free. You can go to my website, www.theallisonk.com. Click on the can work with me icon, work with me, which is on the left-hand side. If you go to my website and click it and you start scrolling down the page and there'll be a pop-up window that will appear and you can just put your email address in and we'll be glad to send it to you. So make sure you take advantage of this. This is an amazing free offer. This is worth its weight in gold. And quite honestly, I see a lot of people charging a lot of money for the stuff that I'm just giving to you for free. So go get your hands on it. I would love to get your feedback, see what you think, but definitely take it as a free gift from me because I really believe in over-delivering and over-sharing. And I just want you to be able to have it so that you can start using it and planning your own retreats and events. So take advantage. I would love to hear what you think. So as a business owner, let's kind of pivot away from the client for a minute and let's talk about your journey as a business owner. What are some of the challenges that you've had in not just creating these amazing experiences, but navigating like that? Because I mean, honestly, to create high-end experiences, not only do you need a big audience, you know, or the right audience probably is the better way to put it. But how do you keep yourself out there so that you stay relevant and people always know about you? For me, look, I'm very, uh, I follow divine inspiration. I'm very, I love my woo-woo. <laughs> All right. So I'm, yeah, yeah. I feel that I'm not so much a strategic person in that I've got to do this and I've got to cross all the boxes and I've got to speak to this person. It's all divinely led. So what lights me up is where I go. And I find the natural progression of that is I meet the right people. I end up in the right places. I get the right opportunities because it just feels right in my heart and in my gut. So I'm not sure that I could explain my business in strategy, but I explain it from a, from a heart-centered place. And I just know what, what's the right thing to do. For instance, meeting you. I saw you and I just knew that you were somebody that I wanted to talk to and connect with. It just felt right. Yeah. We're on opposite sides of the world, but here's now something that we get to share and the ripple effect is to help other people. So, right. Yeah. You just let, you really let your energy guide you, which is a lot of what, a lot of what my coach and I talk about. It's like every, her thing is everything is about energy. It's about lining up the energy. So when you do that, the strategy falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. And so, for instance, with, you know, my celebrity clients, it's been through energy that I've connected with them uh, and it just has fallen into place naturally. I haven't gone seeking them. I haven't, you know, quit. I'm going to contact this person and get over here and do this. It just has been an energetic thing that has led me there naturally anyway. So it's like that ease and flow. So whatever... My strategy is whatever lights me up, I go and do it. Well, I love that because really what you're, what you're saying for people listening that are like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, you know, they're always the skeptics out there. Right. But to really put it in plain terms, you're letting your intuition guide you. And when you show up as the highest version of yourself, the universe always puts the right people in your path. Right. Yeah. And sometimes. Absolutely. 
But, but we have to be in that frame of mind where we see it and we notice it or we don't think that it's the opportunity, right? Mm. Like you could be having a ca- another casual conversation with someone later today that could turn out to be a client, right? Or an, or an opportunity for you. But unless you're thinking in that way, you won't notice it, right? So yeah. let that intuition inside of you guide you. And a lot of people base their business solely on strategy and not on the other. So, which is why I want yeah. yeah. And look, strategy definitely has its place, but it's not when you're all strategy and no energy, if you're not tuned into the right frequency, you could, well, yes. you just, you can't receive hope yep. from that frequency. So yep. for me, it's like, for instance, you'll look at my socials. I am not, I don't, some people say, you know, you've got to be posting five times a day and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Like, my socials are few. Yeah. My socials are few and far between. I've got them there, but they're not highly populated because I don't feel like I've got to be constantly pumping content out to reach my clients. Like my, the right clients, we find each other anyway. A lot's yeah. happening in the back end just because it's not. I'm not posting a hundred times a day. So no, I media, don't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. work necessarily for everybody. I, I do think that no. a lot of advantages to using it. There are millions of people on yeah. there every day and it's free, you know, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a place for it. Oh, but lot, absolutely. But a lot of people like yourself are just like, it's just not the right avenue for me. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I love it. I think it's got its place. But I'm definitely not. I see some artists and they, they're socials and they're on there every day and, you know, you know every little bit about their life. I'm busy in the studio creating beautiful artwork for beautiful people. Like, I don't have time to get on and tell you what I have for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, 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 yeah. So I'll well, let's start talk- with that flow. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the challenges from a client perspective, like what are some of the challenges that you've had to navigate with people? Because if you're helping people connect to really who they are and like yourself, they felt like they've had to stay hidden a lot of their life. Hmm. Imagine that that's some pretty charged territory that you have to navigate. And obviously you've been through it. So you empathize and you know, and you let your energy guide you, but nonetheless, those challenges are still present. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, can understand that from being in that experience myself you know having to wear those masks and being repressed and being scared so it's great that I've had that experience to be able to get on that level to help somebody through and guide them through it yeah look I think the the biggest challenge is seeing getting people to see how beautiful and unique they are and to let those guards down to just be free but it's the Sometimes it can happen really quickly. You know, you've got the right teacher or the right guide and they, they help you see the beauty in yourself and it can happen quickly. Sometimes it's a little bit more of a process, but I think that's where the art is beautiful because for me, when I, it, when it was therapy for me, I would just get in the zone. I would put my head down. I would paint and I would start to think and then get into a space. It's almost like meditation, really. So yeah. the creative process is a very, um, it's a space where people can feel, especially if it's one-on-one as well or a small group where people can feel like uh, they can just be and they don't have to put on, they can let let their shit go, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I just, I suspect that everybody's a little bit different and there's probably like mm. 
some people are, it's probably more of a process. And like you said, other people just, you know, they just, they, they're able to release things a lot quicker, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's working with people individually, but having the background that I've had, I, I find that I'm very understanding in where they're at and how to get them to the, the best point of that freedom and expression. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So, so what about like, I know there's probably a lot, a lot you've helped people, re- you've helped a lot of people achieve a lot of amazing things through what you do. So are there any like specific wins that you could share with us that, because, you know, part of what I like to do when I talk to people is I want to celebrate the work you're doing too. Yeah. Wins. Oh, so many wins. So many failures, so many wins. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, I think the failures are the wins, to tell you the truth. It's just, the, yeah, the wins are absolutely just going for it when it looks like it's not going to work, times are tough, something or something hasn't worked, mm-hmm. uh, and just keeping on going and you coming out the other side. So every seed that we plant, no matter how big or small, to me is a win. So I just look at everything that everything on this journey is a win, no matter no matter how big or small. So I appreciate every failure for that reason because it's taken me to a bigger and better place every time or I've learned something that I've needed to learn to get to the next level. Yeah. Well that's a I love that perspective because I think there's mm. always a win in everything. If you're look if you're mm. And you're looking for it, you know, and you can be open to the possibility that I think we, we think the wins are just the big wins. But for me, the longer I'm in business, the more I like to celebrate the small wins too, right? Yeah, same. Everything is just, and I think it, my biggest takeaway, I think is the gratitude. Honestly, when I started being grateful for everything, no matter how big or small, the smallest things, they're just, those wins are everywhere. Like you say, even in the smallest things, the win isn't the big house and the big car and the, um, you know, the big contract. It's, it's, it's just those small, beautiful things in life, which, which give you the life that you love. When you're living the life you love and you wake up every day and you're excited to go, that's the win. Yeah, totally. And I think you can learn to love your life in spite of the, the bad things that are happening too. Cause I think it would be disingenuous to say that everything is amazing and everything is great. Right. But yeah. we, have to, we have to make peace with where we are too. And I think that's, that's always a win when you can do that. Yeah. And it, and this is the beautiful thing about you quite right. Cause there's the ebbs and flows yeah. when you're looking at everything as a win. And that's where I think like I was saying, the failures are a win because I look at that and the failure is not a failure to me anymore. It's like, okay, well, this is not ideal. This is not what I yeah, would like. Right, right. But I, what am I, the first thing I asked when something doesn't go right or what I expected was what am I learning out of this? And that learn, what I learn out of this is always something bigger and better. So it always turns yeah. something that could be a negative into a positive. Mm. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree with you. So, so, okay. So can you share with us you know, whatever you're feeling inspired to share, I mean, there's probably any number of ways you can do this, but I'm wondering if you can share a couple of actionable tips, something that people could walk away. Maybe hopefully my, my thought every time I talk to somebody is that someone listening is going to be helped in some way. And so I'm wondering what you can share. 
that they can walk away with and implement today? My biggest, and I'm going to share this one because this is the one thing that has made the biggest impact in my life is every morning I wake up and the first thing I do, I do not pick up the phone. I do not, uh, you know, I do not make a coffee. I get up in bed because those, that first 20 minutes is when you wake up, it's so, the energy is so powerful and it sets the tone for your day. Right. So the first thing I do is pick up my gratitude journal, sits right next to me on my bedside table. I pick that up. I write down everything I'm grateful for. I, so my affirmations, my gratitude, and then I'll spend 20 minutes and I, I will set an intention for the day and I'll spend 20 minutes and meditate. Then I get out of bed and I start my day. Uh-huh. I can, I can guarantee that since I've been doing that every day for a long time now, that the day and look, the day's not always perfect. I'm not saying that means you've got the most magical perfect day. Oh, totally. I get, yeah. It sets the tone that if anything that comes into your path unexpected, you can easily deal with it because the vibration you're in is a, is on a high level. Yeah. So whereas I find the days that I don't do that, if I slip and something comes into my path, I'm less able to navigate it without going into a spiral. I'm human. It still oh, happens. Yeah, we've all done yeah. it. We've yeah. all done it. Everyone listening, yeah. honest, they've done it too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing. My gratitude journal, my affirmations, my meditation. First thing of the day, no fail. No, I love that. Very helpful. So how can people connect with you? You can find me on my website, which is anitanavar.com. So N-E-V-A-R is spelled N-E-V for vibrant, A-R for raunchy, Nivar. Uh, so on my website, I'm also on the socials, Facebook mainly and Instagram. I've started some other socials, TikTok and YouTube, but building on those. So my main ones are my Facebook and Instagram. So Anita Navar. Anita mm. Navar. Fantastic. Thank you so much for making time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. And um, you're on the other side of the world, which makes it even more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks out there listening, um, if you would like to connect with Anita, you can scroll down and find her website below, anitanavar.com, or you can find her on Facebook or Instagram, and you'll find both of those social media handles in the show notes as well. And if this episode has been really helpful for you or inspirational for you in any way, and you would like to share it with a friend or a colleague, please feel free to copy the link and send it to them as a free gift from me, or you can connect with me on my website, www.theallisonk.com, and either myself or someone on my team will be happy to do that for you. This is how we create change in the world. This is how we start a movement, and this is how we get the word out by doing exactly that. So please, if you're feeling so inclined, um, we would love to actually do that for you. And if you're a business owner or a business leader or an entrepreneur and you're in the business of providing amazing client experiences and your own unique voice and way, we would love to talk to you. So if you're interested in being featured and having your story told, please reach out to me again on my website, www.theallisonk.com, and we can begin the booking process for you. That's what I got for you this week on the podcast, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, I'm grateful for all of your support. We will see you next time. Bye.